podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Shamblebet Podcast for Saturday the 16th of January 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And Gordo. Hello. How are you doing? Great. Good. Very good. Another huge welcome to our latest Patreon, um, Michael Garrett. Thank you so much for joining the, the Tramplebet Club for five pound a month. Andy, I think you've got really good knowledge on how you say welcome in Dutch. Willkommen in, in German. Welcome in Dutch. I think that's right. It's a bit it's a bit of a cop out if the if the pronunciation's wrong there. Apologies, but I think I think I've nailed it. It's <laughs> Saluton Kaibon Venon in Esperanto. If you want my, my real global linguistics there. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining, guys. We keep saying this. Five pounds a month, it really helps support us. There will be extra episodes coming when the, the league settles down and when the Champions League comes back, which by the way is only just round the corner. Um, UFC episodes. Andy, you've already done a shout out for Cheltenham in preparation. Oh, I've taken yeah. The week it's the first thing I do every year with my work is book that week off. Uh, obviously, I'm I won't be going this year. Um, I, I, I'm almost certain no one will be going this year, but I certainly won't be making the journey this year, even if they do open it up to a small amount of spectators. Um, but I'll be watching every single day. Uh, Gordo and I will do the normal sort of daily pick shows for that. Um, uh, so yeah, heavy excited. It's like the set. It's usually the second week in 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 March. It's so fingers, it, fingers crossed, everything goes to plan and it goes ahead. It's kind of like you know, there's thousands of songs written about Christmas. It's like all of them for Andy apply to Chilton. The most wonderful time of the year. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's like it's, it's, various different bits. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I can't wait for Chilton. It's going to be fantastic. The interesting thing is, obviously, you can your bet your anti post markets are open now, um, and that's just betting on a horse to win a particular race. But if it doesn't run in the race, you lose your bet. It's not like you get n- no run or no bet. Is is it's an anti post bet. But with travel restrictions and various other things, it'll be interesting because there's such a huge Irish presence at Cheltenham every single year. If rules dictate that the Irish and the Irish horses cannot come across. It's going to be, I don't know, there must, there must be some value just getting in and betting on the big UK-based horses in the big races now on the off chance that travel restrictions mean there's going to be no Irish there or no French even. What about getting on the Presbury Cup right now then? <laughs> Presbury Cup, UK, it's the UK. <laughs> yeah, Cheltenham, so we, we'll, be doing, we'll be doing the usual episodes around Cheltenham, we'll be doing the, the daily picks. Um, we'll see if we get some sort of communal video call on the go for the big races as well. That's the, that's an idea that we've had. So yeah. I think be, that, that, that would be fun. Can't can't go there to watch it and be part of the Cheltenham crowd, but perhaps could get a wee trample bet virtual crowd on the go. So that's that's a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash trample bet. If you go there, £5 a month, all the extra episodes, early access to this, and also Andy's cheat sheet, which is a full list of the picks which I wish wasn't as evident, Andy, from last week, to be honest, because we didn't do very well. Um, no, but we did very, very well the week before. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's nothing like gambling to emphasise your peaks and your troughs. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, my banker was in La Liga, Atletico versus Bilbao, didn't kick off, because 
I'm currently in Cumbernauld, where we've had a massive downfall of snow last night. Places you don't expect games being snowed off is Madrid. Yeah, yeah. it's minus 10 today in Madrid. <laughs> it's just mental. It's only minus 2 in Cumbernauld. I know, tropical. <laughs> and Andy, your banker? My banker was a bit of a disaster. Um, it was Leverkusen versus Bremen. I'd taken a home win at around 1-2. Uh, it finished a one-each draw. Like Leverkusen were absolutely dominant in this, but Bremen scored. But they only had two shots in the entire game. Only one of them was on target, and it fucking went in. So it was just it was just one of one of those games. I, I don't think it was a bad pick. Picks are going to lose now and again, and this was this was just one of the times that this game lost. So unfortunate. Uh, my banker went ahead. It was Rangers. They won at one three. Uh, it was 2-1 to Rangers eventually, but they were playing against 10-man Aberdeen for, for most of the game. So they were up 2-0, I think, until about 80 minutes. And then, then early they... early payout, 2-0. Yeah. Job done. So, 1-3. Over to my value. My value was in the Scottish Cup. It was Stranraer away at Kelty Hearts. I took the away side. At, I think it kicked off at 17-10. to 10, But yeah. if you were monitoring that game, oh my. Yeah. At 1-0, Stranraer went to 6-1. to one. I didn't even see what it was at 2-0. Half time, Kelty Hearts were two 0 up. Did anyone see what you were getting for Stranraer inexplicably no. come back? No, but I reckon it would have been big, like eighteen at least. Yeah, because I said to you guys like during the game when it, when I realised it was two 0 I said Stranraer, I've got the full team out. Like Stranraer, yep. I haven't rested anyone. This is a full strength side. Stranraer won three two right to the death. So my bet looked good, but the way the game panned out, it was it was a bit more nervy than that. Um, my my value bet. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! What a disaster this was, and this was this was the early game. So this was Friday at five thirty p.m. So I shut my work laptop down, right, and I went downstairs on my Amazon Fire Stick and pulled up Firefox and logged into Bet Three Six Five. Got the full screen of the game. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch Sandhausen versus Heidenheim, and this is going to be great." Sandhausen scored really early, like in eight minutes or something, and I was like, "Well, that's that's not great, but it's but it's fine. It's fine." Within 10 minutes after that, Heidenheim got a red card and the, the thing was just a mess. Five minutes after that, it was 2-0 to Sandhausen and I just switched it off. Ended up, ended up being a 4-0 win for Sandhausen, who are awful. First first goals they've scored in like four games and they put four by an on-all-right Heidenheim team. A 10-man Heidenheim team that just weren't in the races on the day. Yeah, uh, my value... Uh, was an, uh, was was probably the opposite of that one in that there was good fortune on my side as opposed to just terrible, terrible fortune. Uh, I had Napoli, a pick that both of you loved away at Udinese. Um, Napoli went up really early with a penalty 15 minutes in by Insigne. Uh, then Kevin and his lasagna equalised it up for, uh, <laughs> for Udinese. And then um, an unlikely hero for me in Timo Bakayoko, ex-Chelsea midfielder, getting a 90th yeah. minute goal to let this value sail in at even money. So I think at nine to ten was the was the kickoff price. Um, but yeah, so that you know you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you get the uh, the late goal you're looking for. Not often in this podcast. Just sometimes. Sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. <laughs> it's I'm so conflicted when we do these episodes because see when there's like a thing that I've stood against where I said I really fancied a draw in the Denise game and I fancied both teams to score. And I'm looking at my phone at 89 minutes and I'm going, I fucking can't wait to send this to Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also at the same time, I want the podcast results to come in. Yeah, you want the pegs to come in as well. So. 
I believe that happened with Livingston, or was it Hibs Hamilton when I had backed Hibs? And I was like, get it up all years, like fucking 3 0 up. And then Hamilton brought it back to 3 2. And I was like, I'd like to remove my previous messages until this game finishes. <laughs> a good packet it came in. Aye. And that's yeah, well done. That's where the good news finished for, for yourself, Gordo. But yep. um, the kind of saving grace was Andy after that. My outsider was Bristol Rovers at home at Sheffield United. Kind of what you said, Gordo, Sheffield United kind of used it to be a springboard. Yeah. Um, it went 1-0 up, 1-1, one, one, went 2-1 up, 2-1, then scored on the, the 63rd minute and held on for a 3-2 win in the FA Cup away at Bristol Rovers. I had Bristol Rovers the home side at 10-3, which did not come in. I mean, I still think that was quite a decent bet because yeah, that was a full-strength Sheffield United team and Bristol Rovers gave as good as they got. Yeah. You know, so if they, if they had decided to take a different route and maybe rest some players, then that easily could have been a different story. So plenty of value in 10 3 regardless of the fact it didn't come in. Um, my outsider was the the saving grace on my my Cubans at the weekend. It was 4-1 to one shot Edinburgh City away at Airdrie uh, in the Scottish Cup. And I took that because Edinburgh City beat Airdrie away from home last month in the League Cup 1-0 and they went and did it again uh, and won exactly 1-0 away at Airdrie. Uh, to return a four to one winner, pretty good. Really, really good. That's the uh, yeah. That 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 one was when we were watching that. I was like, that's that kind of makes up for them because I feel like four to one's a bonus outsider as well. Like it's over the usual outsider numbers. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good price. That yeah. Like, if you backed all my picks with the same units, you would come out in profit. Yeah. Yeah. If you put a tenner on all of them, it cost you forty quid, and you'd have returned fifty. So yeah. Well, we can always. I I, I kind of measure our units as a four four two. On the bank of value, um, uh, so if you'd done that, you'd break even. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Like, the and my outsider was Elche versus Hitafe, a game that was scheduled for Sunday but took place on Monday due to the deep snow. Um, Elche uh, scored first really early on, made it one 0 Hitafe leveled it up at one each. I'm like, brilliant! This is how this game's going to go. Then Elche got a man sent off. And that was pretty much it for them. They ended up going on to lose the game 3-1 um, for someone I didn't realise was playing with Hitafi um, anymore. Um, they, they kind of changed. I watched the game and the kind of turning point was the... Remember Kubo, who was playing with Mallorca last season, previous Real Madrid player, came on, turned the game round, turned the game round, 3-1. Bookies should look into doing... You know how there's cash out various other things I hate, like gimmicky things? But I might I might be interested in some sort of red card insurance where you take you, you take a hit on the odds pre-game. Yeah. Right? And, and it voids it if your team loses the, as a result of going down to like ten or nine men. Yeah. That'd be alright, actually. That would yeah. actually be really, really good. Yeah. Someone someone get in, someone write to someone, get this done. Your local MP. That's the because <laughs> they've got nothing else to be getting on with just now. <laughs> So we did get our first charity bet in last week. Unfortunately, this week was the, the the polar opposite of that, unfortunately. My charity pick was in the Eredivisie, and it was, I believe, is it Peck Swola? Is that what we've been told by the Patreon? Like, Coca, like, like Coca-Cola. Swola. Swola. They drew one each with Alkmaar. I'd taken Alkmaar the away side. I did say Alkmaar both teams to score and win as well, which is really annoying when it went one each. And even more frustrating... I watched uh, the PSV Altmar game midweek and Altmar absolutely destroyed PSV away from home, one three one, absolutely dominated. And I'm like, like I mean to be fair, they absolutely pumped Swola. Like, I think they let me check, I'm sure it was something like twenty two shots on goal to their five. 
Um, so it wasn't it wasn't a close game by the way it turned out, just results wise. Really disappointing. Finished one one, but the charity bet was already dead by then. You're referencing my game. Ah, um, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Saturday noon in the German Bundesliga is Vi. Osnabrück against Würzburger Kickers, and I'd taken Osnabrück at home just under even money. Um, they started the game well. They had the ball in the net within the first 10 minutes. It got ruled off, disallowed. Um, I got another goal alert for them from Bet365 uh, midway through the first half. I don't know if this was a, an actual disallowed goal or you know something closer, a finger slip or something. Anyway, they eventually got the goal and went in at halftime, 1-0 up. Excellent. Everything going grand. They then conceded three goals in 13 minutes. <laughs> towards the end of the second half <laughs> grabbed a late consolation to make it 3-2 but they, they lost they lost the game 3-2 so uh, just a bit of a disaster apart from the, the Edinburgh City pick which made up for everything the week was a bit of a disaster for me got to be honest and for me and I'll yeah my charity also didn't come in um, which was uh, Hertha away at Bielefeld Bielefeld gave, won the game 1-0 uh, Hertha I think a disallowed goal earlier on during the game um, I watched this. I watched the game. Hertha were dreadful. Yeah. Like at no point during the entire ninety minutes did I think that was a side capable of winning a football match. And like, they, they were just one. really bad. Yeah, so, and they were all over them. They passed the ball round them. They were quicker than them. They wanted it more, and they were just better. So it was, it was a strange one. Yeah. Well, no Hertha. Um, no Hertha win for me, which took a, a two out of four week for for moi. Two out of three, G man, because your your outsider got voided. Um, well, it played on Monday night, so technically that was. I know, of... but on but I'd included it on you know when I'd put bets on it, all the stakes got returned. Oh, well, okay. you would have had to then re back on Monday night in order to get yeah, involved to get in back that on amazing it. action. Two out of three, then. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully better this week. We'll go on to the picks for 16th of January 2021. I'm going to the Australian A League, which I'm loving being back. It's just, it means I can now get up first thing on a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday morning and go into my wee gym. It's a home gym. It's not, I'm not, we're not breaking any rules. And I can watch football at 6 a.m., which is fucking just a dream. See, knowing like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have football from 6 a.m. The minute I wake up, I can watch football through till I go to bed. Nothing else needs to happen. I'm going to A League Sydney versus Western Sydney Wanderers. I'm going for a goal in the second half. They've both played two games this season. Sydney was one of their games in the Champions League. Both games have had a goal, at least in the second half. Watching Western Sydney Wanderers, they seem to be, they're under new management. So it's Carl Robinson, who used to be MK Dons, and Kenny Mills, the assistant. They, they're definitely working on a whole new system, and the team are tiring, because that's two games in a row they've conceded in the last 20 minutes. This is a really good place to look out for with this team, whilst they're still getting their, their feet together, while they're still getting their match fitness and their match sharpness and working under a new manager. Look at this game. Goal in the second half is a definite, but watch it in play if you're up. I think it is the 6 a.m. game, so you might not be up. But if you are up, Second half, if they've not conceded, it's really worth putting money on Sydney to score because I really do expect Western Sydney are going to concede a lot of goals. Graham Doran, specifically, someone I'm, I'm obviously watching for Scots Abroad. 
he looks really short after about 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. Judging by his two yellow cards that he's got just for pulling somebody back as well. But yeah, go in the second half. I'm really, really confident. There's not a lot of seasonal stats yet for it because they're just under a new campaign. But I really, really like this pick and I think it's it'll be something I stick on Western Sydney whilst I keep watching them. So I've watched both their games. They're really weak after about 70 minutes. So I'm guaranteeing a goal in the second half for Sydney. But the bet is just a goal for either team in the second half. One to four. My banker is Sunday at noon in the Scottish Premiership. I am going to take a dominant Rangers team for another win. This time away at Motherwell. And you'll get them at odds of three to ten. So they're absolutely running away with the Scottish Premier League. They're 21 points clear at the top of the table now. Uh, they've got a massive 65 points from 23 matches, scored 59 goals and conceded only six. Like That conceded only six is amazing. Um, they've also taken a maximum of 15 points from their last five games in the five-game forum table. Motherwell are bad, like like really bad, like worse than you'd expect. Um, they're 10th in the league, so it's only a 12-team league. They're bottom of the five-game forum table with only three points from their last five games. So, I mean, Rangers, you might look at it and go, well, they're not going to continue this run of winning games in this form forever, but I don't think this is the game that's, that's going to stop them because Motherwell are, are in really a bad way just now. And I think 3-10 to 10 for an away win is a, is a great price. See, under any circumstance, like, I didn't like Gordo's picking them. I don't particularly... I think it's probably just me being a Rangers fan. I don't like if it. you've been a Rangers fan. I'm so yeah. nervous. But the only thing that would have swayed me the other way was the new manager. However, see, because Scottish football is such a fucking shit show they're now with money. Like, Motherwell have only been able to bring in Graham Alexander, a new manager, and one of his backroom staff. It's yep. the same backroom staff that were at that club. It's the same fitness coaches, it's the same assistant manager, it's the same uh, Morris Ross will be involved. They've not been able to change much, it's the same voices that have led them to 10th in the league. I mean, you can get a bounce off a new manager, but it can only go so far and it can't bridge a gap between Motherwell and a dominant Rangers team, in my opinion. I would think so as well. The fact that they've not, they need to probably change their, their squad around for that to happen. So I, I think Rangers are enough to win, but I would never pick... <laughs> It's like the one to three. I just don't think the odds are good enough for me to want it. That's, that is that is a great price. Think yeah. so? Definitely. Oh, they've conceded only six times in the entire league. Any, I'll keep saying That's this. Twenty-three matches. I'll keep saying this. I don't think Rangers are playing well now. It doesn't matter. They're winning. They're winning games. Twenty-three matches played. Twenty-one wins and two draws. I just wouldn't be surprised if it's another game where it's like. A single goal in it. Fine. It's tight. Three. Yeah. Um, I, I'll round off the banker treble in the Battle of the Olympics. It's Olympic Marseille versus Olympic Nimes. Didn't know I didn't actually realise Nimes were an Olympic, but how do we look at their badge earlier on today? Um, Marseille's last five home games have been really good. Uh, Nimes have been bad recently. Marseille's, Marseille have played, uh, in the last five games, they've picked up five, po- um, five points, which isn't fantastic. Nimes have picked up one. They've been really poor of recent. Um, Marseille's last couple of games they played, they played in the um, the French Cup last night and they lost 2-1 to uh, PSG. Um, they had a disappointing draw with Dijon. These games are all being played away from home. The last home game they played was against Montpellier, which they won 3-1. Um, they're a better side when they're playing at home at the moment and it's it's evident from their form. I mean, the last, their last... The, 
in their last five home games, they've won four, lost one, uh, drawn one, um, and they've beat decent op- uh, opposition in there. Um, one was in the, the Champions League, um, and uh, they've beaten Monaco in that stretch. They've beaten Nantes, uh, they, they beat Montpellier. Names away from has been terrible. They lost 5 0 to Strasbourg, um, and that wasn't coupled with them getting a man sent off, which another couple of their doings have been. This one was 5 0 and included a missed Strasbourg penalty to take it to six. Like they've been rank rotten recently, and I just think Marseille are going to have enough to beat them. And at four to eleven, that's a big price to do so in the banker slot. Anyway, um, this is another early payout league. Marseille tend to score before half time as well, so I'd be quite confident in getting an early payout in this one around sixty minutes. If it goes, you know, red cards can do things, various different things can do things, but the way I see this game going, Marseille get too much for this team. I would agree on the form. I'm going to the Scottish Championship. Now, I think this is my, my bet of the week for my value pick. Um, it's Alloa versus Hearts in the Championship. I'm going over 1.5 goals in the second half. So, Alloa's last five games, last five second halves, are averaging 2.8 goals. Hearts' last five second halves are averaging 3.4. So, Hearts' last second halves from most recent are two goals, one goal, seven goal, two goal, five goal in the league. So, there is... A lot of goals being scored by Hearts late on in games in that division. I think it's maybe just being a professional side playing against quite a lot of semi-professional teams. Um, adding Gary McKay Stephen to me is it's is a big coup, that isn't it? It's, it's mate, honestly, what what a signing! Like that, that's mm. that's going to push them. Gary McKay Stevens was playing in the South, uh, the Concacaf Champions League two weeks ago for yeah. New York City. And he's still what only only twenty nine, so he's still like well within the age of being absolutely dominant. He'll dominate that league. He'll absolutely dominate that league. Um, be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how he does. Obviously, I saw a lot of him when he played at Dundee United, um, and I saw a, a highlight reel that Hearts put out in their social media, and it was like what you can expect from Gary McKay, Steve. Yeah, and I, and I remember these highlights. Right, there's a brilliant one where he stops the ball on his foot, flicks it over a player, heads it past another and then starts running away from the defender, and then it cuts to another highlight. And the reason it does that is because he runs the ball out for a goal kick. Right, That, that is the sort of shit that he used to do all the time. So I wonder if he's a wee bit a wee bit more decisive and a wee bit more useful than he perhaps used to be. Because I always used to, to rate Stuart Armstrong a lot more. They played yeah, in the same and that's probably been proven, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah. So then he's playing with sixth place Southampton at the moment. Yeah, And Aloha's last five second halves, Two, two, three, five, and two. So this this reeks of goals in the second half for me. Um, you're getting four to five for over one point five goals. So any two goals in the second half, you're getting just under evens. I think that is tremendous value considering it's happening on average every game. Yep, I like it a lot. Yep, good stuff. Uh, my value bet, Saturday, 1pm. It's in the Dritte Liga in Germany, so they're the third division. Uh, Lübeck versus Rostock. I'll take Hansa Rostock away from home. Better than even money, so you'll get them at 11-10 to 10 just now. Rostock are fourth in the table. They're only six points off the top spot through 18 matches, so they're going, they're going well, having a good year. Lübeck are in the relegation zone, 18th out of 20 teams. Um, although the teams below them are only a point behind and both have a game in hand, so they could easily be bottom of this table. Um, Lubeck they're also in a bad run of form 
They've only taken one point from their last five matches. Rostock are just are, are just pretty decent. As I said already, they're fourth. They've picked up 12 points in the road this campaign through nine matches, so they travel reasonably well. Um, I think getting them at better than even money represents some decent value here. I looked at this pick as a, as a potential to be my value as well. Lubeck are recently promoted as well. They, they came up. Yeah. Rostock have been around this division for a while. They know how to beat teams that came up, evidenced by the fact they're still here. Um, yeah, yeah totally. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good pick. And uh, okay, values for me. This is a value pick that I don't think either of you are going to like. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm glad. I, 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 it's, it really sits with where my value picks come from. Like I, I don't think value for me <coughs> is my sweet spot. I think I'd rather pick five outsiders than one value, and I'd find it easier. And I think I'd hit more. Um, but yeah, so my value pick is. Uh, Leeds versus Brighton. I'm going to be taking Leeds at home at even money. Leeds haven't been for- performing fantastically of recently. Uh, of recent, the last five games, they've won two, lost three. Two of those losses have came against Man United and Tottenham, which are very excusable. One was against Crawley last week, which isn't excusable. Um, Brighton have been okay as well. This is this is the reason that you're getting leads at even money at home. You know, they got a 3-3 draw with Wolves. They got a 2-2 draw with um, West Ham. They lost 1-0 to Man City. They didn't really do much in that game because I watched, it was on BT last night. I watched most of it. Man City could have, you know, that way if like you said, Man City need to win this game 3-0 to win the league, they'd have won it 3-0. Like they, they were up 1-0 and, and comfortable in that position. I just think Leeds are going to have too much for Brighton in this game. It's the kind of game that Leeds like to play. They play expansive football. Brighton are missing quite a lot of their key players. They've got Danny Welbeck out, who'd been scoring quite a few of their goals. Um, they had another couple of players out as well um, that were mentioned last night. That Do you know that way, like, how much, in the, how much of the Brighton team could you name? When they mentioned a few players that were out, I was like, oh, shit, that sounds like most of their team. Um, I like Leeds at home in this instance. They beat teams of this calibre quite recently. They beat Burnley 1-0. They beat Newcastle 5-2 in a game. I could see them getting a 2-0 lead in this game very, very quickly. Um, I'd like to say that, you know, I'd like to say that that in this game, there's been a lot of recent form that I could go on, um, or when these teams have played, but the last time they played was 2017. Leeds did win 2-0 in that instance, but um, they haven't haven't played since. There's no kind of recent, so I can only compare them against the teams they've been playing of a similar calibre, Burnley, Newcastle. Last two times they played, they beat both. So I'm going to take Leeds at even money. I think I'm going to hear some stick on this. So I am opening the floor to said stick. So I like this pick. Um, it was going to be my charity bit until I saw you post it in our group chat that you were taking it as your value pick. Um, yeah, I really like Leeds. This week they were meant to be playing Southampton. Um, in what would have been a double game week for for fantasy football, uh, Southampton have their COVID problems, so that game has been called off. I don't know if perhaps you know Leeds now know they don't need to play two games in quick succession. Um, they can put an even stronger team out in this in this game. Um, yeah. I, I, I liked them anyway before that. Um, no, absolutely no dissenting voices from from me, Gordo. In fact, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. Surprising, John. No, for me, Brighton. I'm missing too many people. If Brighton were at full strength, I would be pushing the draw. I think Brighton, Brighton's last 15 games have either been wins, draws, or a single goal defeat. And within that, you've got, like you said, Man City last night. So they're, mm-hmm. they're close in games all the time. But they're starting. 
they, they're becoming, you know, they are, they are the Roberto Martinez Wigan side for like 10 years ago. Like, mm. I'm fed up hearing Graham Potter getting praised for the style of football, but getting beat every week. Yeah. It's consistently, Leeds at least turn that up and get the wins they need to get. Mm-hmm. People are praising Leeds because Leeds will stay up. Leeds will yeah. definitely stay up. You can't praise Brighton for trying to play football when they're losing every week. What, what? I do think Brighton have got like a run of form on them when they get rid of. I think this is an all half game. I also think this will be a high scoring game as well. I, th- I think you're right. And the, the only thing I, I had a see when you look at the Premier League table, right? I was like, oh, Brighton have got 14 points. Like they're, hmm, they're not safe. Sheffield United have five points. West Brom have eight. Right, Sheffield United are on a spectacularly terrible run and they're three points behind the next team. I, yeah. That doesn't say much about the calibre of the relegation teams this year. Um, you know, at Brighton, Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United are separated by nine points in the relegation zone and that's between Brighton on 14 and Sheffield United on five. This this could be any, that, like, any one of those teams could do, could go down. Leeds won't, you're right. So even money, Leeds... And you know what I find even more baffling is obviously I've got a bet on Fulham not to hit 25 points, which means I'm now only 13 away from that. And in current form, they're definitely going to hit 25 points, no mm. bother. But it makes the English transfer window even more ludicrous. The fact yeah. that I, I understand COVID, but the fact that it was allowed to run till October means it's absolutely ludicrous because if Fulham had just done the business before the season started and signed those 16 players they were going to bring in, Fulham would be fine now. I would have no doubts. Fulham, Fulham against Spurs yesterday. Fulham should have won that game. Yeah. Guys, I don't know about where they are right now. Like, they, they, mm. on the break, they had Spurs twice in the... don't know who the striker was, but he just couldn't run the ball. It was uh, uh, something... It's not Harrison, but yeah, he was through, he was through on one-on-one. Aye. He left it behind him. Yeah, and got ran down by the guy. Mm. It was it's mental. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm confident on the Leeds one here. Over to the Outsiders. My Outsider is in the English Championship on Saturday at 3pm. QPR versus Wickham. I'm going for the draw at 11-4. When they played at Wickham earlier in the season, it was a 1-1 draw. QPR, four of the last 10 games have been draws. Wickham, three of their last 10 have been draws. A lot of Wickham's games, similar to what I was just saying at Brighton, eight of their 10 games, whether it's been draws, wins or losses, have been by a single goal. QPR have the exact same record. Now, I'm not going to get more detail. I know it's a win, lose, or draw. But the fact that games have been won, drawn, or lost eight times out of ten by a single goal means that teams are always tight and always in there. I have enough experience with QPR watching them. They will dominate the ball. Wickham will defend. Wickham will nick a goal. QPR will equalise late on. It's going to be 1-1, but it will be a draw. I'm, I'm super confident that it's been a draw. I feel like I've watched this game with QPR so many times this season already that I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, love a draw, 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 one, one. I hate betting on draws, man. <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, I just hate it. My outsider is Saturday at three p.m. Also in the English Championship is Blackburn versus Stoke, and I am going to back a draw, and I hate myself a little bit for it. But it's twenty-three to ten, and it just seems like too good a bet to to pass up. Um, eighth place, Stoke. 11th placed Blackburn. Only three points separate them after 23 league matches. Um, Stoke on 35 points, Blackburn on 32. Form-wise, again, incredibly similar. Blackburn was seven from their last five matches. Stoke was six. 
Uh, Blackburn have picked up 18 points at home. Stoke have picked up 17 on the road. 10 of Blackburn's last 11 games have had one goal or less separating the teams. So they're all really tight and nervy encounters. Stoke's last five away games have been four nil-nil draws and a one-nil win. It just has the hallmark of being a really crap low-scoring draw. And at 23 to 10 for the draw, I just can't pass it up. And the last away game was nil-nil at Coventry, which I picked. Yeah. It feels like you've just said all the exact same thing. Just, oh. Yeah, so that's one of those ones that I'll back the draw and then just hopefully I get an alert at the end telling me it's nil-nil and I won't have had to watch any of it yeah. or know anything about it. <laughs> I think that I said that to you in the text. I think this is like a nailed-on draw. It just reeks, yeah. reeks of a draw. And I'll uh, finish off the outsiders with Bayern Munich versus Freiburg. I am going to take Freiburg at 10 to 1. Um, Woof! So, Woof. Bayern's last two games I've watched because, again, they've been on BT. Since I'm plugging BT Sport, I just have BT Sport, right? So I'll watch <laughs> a lot of German football. Um, they, they, they put out the cup last night by um, Dritte League Kiel. Um, they got beaten by Borussia Mönchengladbach after being up 2-0 um, the previous game and then there's a whole barrage of wins when they were you know, beating people Freiburg have been good, last six games they've won five, lost one um, they beat Cologne 5-0, they beat Hoffenheim 3-1, they lost to Stuttgart, they beat Hertha 4-1, they beat um, Schalke 2-0, they beat Bielefeld 2-0 before that they got a draw with Borussia Mönchengladbach um, they got a draw with Augsburg at that point as well I, I just don't think it's a 10-1 shot. I, mm. You know, having watched Bayern's last two games, it looks like they're missing something. I don't know what it is. Lewandowski's not, you know, getting up and scoring the same amount of goals that he was um, earlier on in the season. Their previous game against Mainz, um, when they won 5-2, they were down 2-0 at halftime again. You know, they're conceding goals at the moment. And Freiburg are free scoring. You know, in that game against Cologne, there was no red card. They just went out and won five 0 and they were two 0 up by half at half time. I just, I, you know, Bayern are not impenetrable when it comes to this, and I think ten to one shot on form Freiburg. If you have a look at their, uh, if you look at the form table in the, the that league, Freiburg are five points ahead of everyone over the last five games. They took, they've taken fifteen points from the last five league games. Um, at the Stuttgart game was a was a cup match. Um, Bayern have only I mean, taken ten points from the last five. The one thing I would point out is the the teams that they have been playing are rotten. And the, as like, as is as is evidenced by every old Cologne, Cologne are terrible. Schalke are arguably worse. So they're two teams in the relegation zone. And having watched the Hertha game last week against Bielefeld, Hertha are stinking right now. Like they created nothing and were just dreadful. So. I mean, I'm, ta- I'm taking it with a pinch of salt, but yeah, as, as outsiders go, ten to one's a massive price. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having to go at the bet at all. I'm just saying though, there are there are there are maximum points in five game form tables that count for more than others. I get I, based I will, on strength I, of schedule. I understand that. I haven't looked at the games. I, you know, I, I know that, but at the same time, they their fixture list went that way. They played five teams. They yeah. beat five teams. And, 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 they, and, and they demolished them. They didn't just win, they demolished yeah. them. So And they were getting results 
prior to that, they got a good 2-2 draw with Munchen Gladbach on the back of that as well. Yeah, yeah. it's a good, good result. Way, the keel game of shaking them. As John said before this podcast, Bayern could come out and win this game 6-0. Like, that is a, you know, this this could be a, oh, Bayern have turned it back around. That's it. Lewandowski gets four, right? But I think 10-1 to one for a team yeah. that are five on the spin, up for it. 10-1 is good enough. Early payout league, Gordo. Could be another Mainz game. They could be 2 0 up at half time. 2 0 up at half time. That's it. Could be another Cologne game from three years ago where our outsider <laughs> pick gets beat 9 1. 8 1, I think it was. Yeah. Could be a new record. We'll go over the charity bet now. So £10 on a treble. The winning's got to beat some cancer trust. If it doesn't come in, the tenor will go at the end of the season anyway. I'm starting in the Scottish Premier League. I'm going Celtic versus Livingston. I'm going both teams to score. Celtic have had a really leaky defence this year. I still fancy them to get goals when they're at home at Parkhead. I don't think there'll be many teams that will stop them scoring at Parkhead. Livingston, however, have won the last six league games, won the last eight in all competitions, which has got them in a semi-final of the League Cup. Looking really, really good. Not actually conceding a lot of goals, to be fair, as well. I just think Celtic's dominance, even with the players they have out with the isolation, they'll have enough to score a goal and create chances. But I really can't see them keeping Livingston out, man. Livingston, this is just a, like a throwback to Scottish football. It's so basic the way they play, but it's so fucking effective. They put three goals past Hibs two weeks ago in a 3 0 win at Easter Road. They were absolutely tremendous. Looking at Hibs against Celtic, just comparing that game alone, I don't think Celtic will be able to stop Livingston scoring. And it's just the same. I think even money's too good because I can see both of them not being able to stop each other scoring. Don't know what the outcome will be, but I do think both teams will score. Four to five. Uh, my charity pick, as I, as I mentioned earlier, it was going to be Leeds United, um, but that's that's popped up in, in Gordon's value section. So I've had another look through the cards and I'm in the championship in Scotland at 3pm on Saturday. Queen of the South at home to Arbroath and the home win is 75. So quite a nice big price on that. Uh, Queens are eighth placed. They're not great. It's only a 10 team league, uh, but Arbroath are, are pretty dreadful. They're bottom of the league. Um, in 10th spot. They've only scored five goals all season, which is the same as the amount of points that they've got. Uh, five five points from 10 games. They've not picked up a single point away from home. So they have just consistently lost every single match they've played on the road. Queen's main problem, so for Queen of the South, tends to be letting in goals. But this Arbroath side has absolutely zero in the way of going forward. So I don't think it will be that much of an issue. I can see Queen's winning this by a couple of goals. Um, seven, 75 is a big price I like that um, just for the teams even the teams that Queen of the South have lost at home to there's been Hearts in there Dundee in there Dundee yeah the so decent teams, teams. Side, yeah yeah and uh, final pick of the week comes from me in the Sierra B this is uh, Pordenone versus Venezia and I am taking this game to be a draw Venezia have drawn Four of the last five games and six of the last ten. Pordenone have drawn seven of their last ten games at home. It's a game just full. I get a league full of draws. Like it just uh, ugh, unpleasant. And they, this this doesn't really matter the caliber of each team. It's just um, you know it, they drew with Brescia who just got relegated. They drew with Empoli who have been pretty good. They drew with Monza who just got promoted. It doesn't really matter who they're playing against. Portorone had a good win against Reggiana um, last week when they played. Uh, that comprised 
there was a red card in the game, but Reggiana's uh, game was late on. Reggiana are absolutely terrible. I think we'll go back to the form that both these teams were in prior and see a nice one each or nil-nil draw. And you're going to get that at two to one. Yeah, big fan. Four of the last five meetings over the last two seasons. Yeah, have also been drawn. Yeah. This league's rotten, man. We, we watch this league a lot. By Liam Henderson it. must go one point a day. Uh, it's it's so it's such a dull dull fucking league. It's so boring. Like it's it's just this is a draw, man. The, the league is awful. Games are won by a single goal, where it's a fucking draw. It's rubbish, man. I cannot wait for him to get a fucking Serie B, so I don't have to look at the league ever again. Get the big get man to, party or something. He'd love get that. him to the J League. Yeah. Yes. He's got a thirty-year future there. Exactly. Um, the only other bet I have to mention is going back to the Celtic Livingston game. Scott Robinson's been playing kind of off the striker for Livingston recently. Scored in his last three games. He's three to one to score any time. Similar to the Nisbet for Hibs. I always felt that if Hibs are going to score, Nisbet was going to be one that scores. I do think Livingston will score, and I think Robinson will be the one to score for Livingston. So three to one is really good value considering I've seen a lot of people going, oh, I'm going to take Livingston, I'm going to take Hibs. And I thought it was really good odds on Nisbet just to score the same way I do Robinson to score. So yeah. I think Robinson's a good pick. Um, Turnbull's, Turnbull's a good pick as well, but he's only 8-5 to five to score any time in that game. But yeah, that, that's the only other pick that I kind of looked at for those games. Spicy. Yeah, Yeah. so um, obviously we've got a big presence on Facebook, group of a couple uh, couple of hundred people in there sharing thoughts and any good picks that they, they find throughout the week. Um, and it's also where we sort of organise our fantasy football contests. So quick update from the Trample Bet Salary Cap League in the main game. Scott Strang has overtaken Chris Jones to be top of that league um, with 1,114 points. So pretty good total. Um, everyone's chucked a fiver into that. So um, Chris Jones is, is not far. He's only eight points behind. So there's a bit of a battle going on at the top. Um, in the draft league, myself and Jason Stott are, are joint top of that, that table. I'm going to get beat by Gordon this week. He uh, he got lucky with the fact that he is so shit at this game that he managed to get first waiver pick brought in Foden when everyone else tried to sign him. But because of Gordon's lowly league standings, he was allowed first dibs. Um, and as a result, I'm going to take a big fat L this week. So I mean, well done, G-Man. As discussed, you can only play what's against you. And... and- <laughs> <laughs> You had to play me this week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking. Yeah, you you have a very very good and consistent habit of just beating me. So uh, ha- happening once again. So we'll see. Jason Stott will will lead, will lead the way going, going into the midweek uh, the midweek game week. Um, but yeah, join the Facebook group, guys. Uh, search Trampled Bet Podcast on Facebook. Um, click the join button. Um, we'll let you in. Join the community. Share your uh, betting tips and advice and the coupons you've got coming up. Okrook, that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.